Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? It's going good. I am staying away from the pandemonium that is downtown Nashville this weekend. That's really sad because there's a lot going on in Nashville this weekend. And that's why I'm staying away this weekend. <laughs> yes, and uh, including something that I think would be of great interest to you, and uh, you're you're missing it. But I guess the big one... Well, that, that, that happened yesterday morning. Right, the, right. You're talking about the Taylor Swift mural reveal, right? I, I am, yes. Yeah. Yes. And I missed it. I yeah. missed it. Have you heard... Uh, did the album drop? Uh, the, the first single did, yes. Oh, okay, so it's just one song, not the whole... Just one song, yeah. Just one song. They had that now. whole big thing with the mural for one song? Yeah, it's a big deal. I know. I just, uh, I, th- I thought it was an entire album. Okay. And, and then the NFL draft going on oh, downtown. Yeah, that too. And I saw... Yeah, and the country music marathon too. My goodness. Well, I saw a news story that there are some folks that are are highly disappointed about the events that are happening downtown. And that would be some bachelorette parties. Yes. Who yes. did not know that the NFL draft was happening. And they're very, they're very upset that their trip has been ruined. And I have, yes. uh, it's been interesting to see all of my Nashville friends responding to that. Yes. And it, my favorite tweet about this from Nashville poet laureate, J.R. Lind, quote, it changes the whole crowd. And what you're here for, it's the two bachelorettes talking. And JR says, that's, well, that's something to say coming from a bachelorette party. Because basically, that's what they have done to this city. Right. Uh, so yeah. It's, it's quite ironic. It's it's become sort of the thing for bachelorette parties, oh, but it changes the city. Nashville is it's, completely the bachelorette capital of the world. It is. Or at least the U.S. It's crazy. And so they have actually changed the city, and now they're very sad, the ones that were there, because the NFL draft changed what they wanted for their experience. It, this, the, the whole bachelorette party phenomenon is quite the interesting sociological, I don't, I don't know if experiment is the right word, but the, just, just the sociology, sociological experience, I would say. And I left before it got really big. It was starting to get big when I moved, but now I know it's, it's kind of the thing. So yes, it's every weekend, uh, on Broadway. It's quite the scene. Did you have a bachelorette party? Uh, no, we had a, a, a breakfast, just a breakfast on the day of the rehearsal. And it was lovely. It was a, just a catered breakfast at a friend's house. And I gave out gifts to all of them and we dressed up and it was super fun and, and like just dressed up in nice dresses and took, pictures i think that's more, the more common it used to be the more common thing um yeah maybe it's the definitely South. the more amy whitfield thing right right i would was, you, you would have been able to knock me over with a feather had it you was told me that lovely you had a big bachelorette it, blowout like this it it was lovely i because I, I would enjoyed, have been shocked right i i enjoyed so, my breakfast very much i did not have a bachelorette party right just clearing that out right. there but so. you also did not. You are you. We are not down there for the NFL draft. Did not no, go down no. for the mural reveal. You're like like all wise Nashvilleans, locals, uh, probably staying out of downtown. Yes, exactly. Which uh, it would have been neat to be down there for the draft, but it was just it was like two hundred thousand people on Broadway. Right. I mean, you, it it's was crazy. it was pandemonium. The pictures were insane. But anyway, enough of that. 
on to the real business, Amy. And uh, thanks again to our sponsor this week, located in Louisville, Kentucky. The Southern Baptist Theological Seminary is committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.edu. And uh, Southern, along with all of our other entities this week, were recommended a new slate of trustees, some new trustees, some returning trustees, all in all 79 new trustees and committee members for the executive committee, the mission boards, Lifeway Guidestone, the seminaries, as well as ERLC were recommended by the Committee on Nominations to be voted on at the Southern Baptist Annual Meeting in Birmingham this summer. This was the week we knew it was coming. There's a, a, they, they There's have a deadline. To, right. They have to be announced, I believe, 45 days out. And so we were waiting for that. Uh, and so this is the slate that comes now. It is not the final slate because there, that committee is still working. And so it is as final as it can possibly be. They will release it again in the daily bulletin on, I believe on Tuesday morning yes, on is, Tuesday is, is yes. when it will come and they will, they will make a notation if there have been any changes, if there are additions or if, you know, someone on this list is unable to, uh, for some reason between now and then. And, uh, so we'll see the final one that is actually voted on, but they have to present this list, um, in as, as close a form as possible so that we as Southern Baptists can know can know what that vote is. It's kind of the advance notice when you think of boards having 10 days notice before a special meeting that the the same concept is applying that if we're going to vote on a slate, then we get advance notice so that we can see it and we can uh, have an awareness of who the messengers will be voting on. Yes. and, And again, the committee cannot change what they've done here unless the people who have been nominated either withdraw or something goes on there. So they can't just go in there and swap things around. Um, right. You know, we, we discussed this again last year. We've discussed it the past couple of years. So this is about as final as it gets unless things change by the committee members or current trustee boards a- as they are. So if they, you know, somebody else moves or something comes up and they have to decline service again or an opening pops up between now and the convention, then they would fill that opening. So, uh, 79, as we mentioned, uh, a lot of discussion last year about the breakdown of the trustees, uh, that were appointed last year. And, uh, some things did change. We saw that last year, uh, from this announcement to the convention. But this year, 79 trustees, 14 of those are female, 12 of those non-Anglo, that is 18 and 15% respectively. Yeah. So after last year's, uh, discussion following that preliminary report, uh, those are the numbers for this year. So, uh, we will move on toward Birmingham, and congratulations to all of those who are on the lists here. We Very appreciate good. your service to Southern Baptists. Absolutely. Speaking of trustees, yes, we have a, a report. Yep, New Orleans Seminary had their trustee meeting uh, April seventeenth, around then, and they approved three new degrees and some curriculum updates for Level College. They created a Bachelor of Arts and an Associate of Arts degree in Biblical Studies and a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and Counseling. So the the Level College faculty had uh, worked on that and wanted to enhance their ministry training just based on the needs of, of churches that their students will be serving in. They also approved a $23.5 million budget and they approved promotions for 
Blake Newsom to Associate Professor of Expository Preaching, Bo Rice to Associate Professor of Evangelism and Preaching, and Adam Harwood, uh, who's a friend of the pod, and he gets me every time. He probably hates it that I always bring this up, but... Well, he's got a claim to fame. I know. He was in Jurassic World. I just love that. So I, I just I think it's so cool that I know someone that was an extra in a movie. But he was promoted to professor of theology. So that's a that's that's a big one, full professor, quite an accomplishment. Uh, I remember Dr. Harwood, there are no small roles, just small actors. Well, and he's full professor, so definitely not. I mean this is a big a, deal now. He's a bigger so. deal than Bryce Dallas Howard and that other guy that was in that movie. They're not full professors. That's yeah, right. Chris Pratt. Uh, yes. Also, they approved tenure for Kevin Brown, uh, Associate Professor of Church and Community Ministries, Bo Rice, uh, again, and Jeff Farmer, Associate Professor of Church Ministry and Evangelism. It was also a busy week honoring Chuck Kelly as he moves toward his retirement. He was, they, they had a banquet, a worship service on April 16th. They elected him as distinguished research professor of evangelism also during their plenary sessions as he prepares for retirement July 31st. Yes. And they also elected Carla McGee, George Ross and Charles Ray to the faculty. McGee was elected the assistant professor of Christian education in Level College. Ross was elected as the assistant professor of church planting and evangelism and will occupy the Cecil B. Day chair of church planting. And Ray will serve as the assistant professor of New Testament and Greek. So uh, congratulations to all of them. And like you said, Amy, you know, big shindig for Dr. Kelly uh, the other night. So uh, congratulations to New Orleans. Uh, we, uh, it was also a story. We didn't link to it in here, uh, but, uh, they are getting close on a president, it appears, down there at New Orleans. So we, uh, and eagerly anticipate that news from New Orleans. All right. Some sad news this week. Got a few of these, Amy. E.W. McCall, uh, was 79. He was an African American Southern Baptist leader, passed away, uh, this past week and, uh, was a champion of Sunday school, it says, Amy. Yes, he and he founded the National African American Fellowship of the Southern Baptist Convention uh, in 1993. And that now includes around 4,000 congregations in that. So this is, he, he did a remarkable, remarkable thing. Um, the current president, Marshall Osbury, said he was a man of vision and courage to start that fellowship. So it's done a really phenomenal thing in beginning that. Yes. And we've mentioned the Sunday school uh, connection. He was a former public school teacher. So he emphasized education and made Sunday school a hallmark of his ministry. His uh, church, St. Stephen's Baptist, had grown to more than 1,000 in attendance by 1995. And uh, he wrote extensively and taught on Sunday school throughout the SBC also, Denton Lotz, the former BWA general secretary, passed away at age 80 this week. He had joined there as director of evangelism and education. Uh, so he was the leader for two decades, but he was really there for almost three. So ma major contributions. Absolutely. And also a uh, former professor of preaching, Harold Freeman from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, passed away at age 83 uh, Dr. Freeman started at the seminary in 1974, 
under then-President Robert Naylor and held the associate dean of the Ph.D. program uh, during his tenure there until he retired in 2000. He also had, he wrote a book called Variety in Biblical Preaching, and he had traveled overseas to teach Australia, Hungary, Romania, Poland, Ukraine, uh, so around the world. Um, our prayers definitely go out to his family. Yeah, and, and that would have been, you know, when he's going over there uh, before 2000, that would have been a, a lot different climate in Eastern Europe. Um, absolutely than, than today absolutely so. yes very yes. neat all right so. and finally just some uh, legal wrap-up that means we, we get the legal news amy and the legal theme that we have here on the podcast here we go the judge in the will mccraney versus north american mission board case has dismissed the case Senior Judge Glenn Davidson of the U.S. District Court in the Northern District of Mississippi ruled this week the case be dismissed. And so that case is over for now, Amy. Yes, they did this based on the ecclesiastical abstention doctrine. Uh, The dismissal was for lack of subject matter jurisdiction. And essentially that was saying because of the nature of this lawsuit that it would require them to, uh, as as Judge Glenn Davidson said, to determine religious elements in the case. He cited several precedents from the Supreme Court that churches have the power to decide for themselves, free from state interference, matters of such government as those of faith and doctrine, and that there were just several things uh, determining if NAM's actions were done without right or justifiable cause, if NAM had a valid religious reason for its actions, the court could not do it. And so it basically was just dismissing on the grounds that Uh, This is just not something for us to decide. And a lot of times, lawsuits that involve denominations are dismissed for for this reason. Yes, and the First Amendment matters. They brought up that. It says it finds that under First Amendment, it lacks subject matter jurisdiction. So he's saying, look, First Amendment is protecting the right to carry out ecclesiastical determinations, and we're going to respect the First Amendment. So we're seeing lawsuits a lot of places— People claiming First Amendment violations. Well, this one they're saying, look, we're we're going to respect the First Amendment. So that seems like a good thing for the courts to be doing is respecting the First yeah. Amendment. All right, that's going to do it for the news this week. Kind of a light news week, Amy. We're we're less than fifty days away from the SBC. We had Easter this past week, so I'm thinking that this may be the last calm before the storm. Uh, that things will pick up from here on out, and we'll start having some some different uh, election news and nominations, those kind of things. So. We'll keep an eye on that coming forward. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram even uh, for all that late-breaking news as soon as those happen. So, uh, But that will bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, so this time I stayed a little closer to 2019. I did some digging way back. I came on some stories I've done before. This was the week where they talked about the SBC coming up in Memphis and how the Pullman oh, train here we cars go. The train be. cars again. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I found that and I thought, no, I've done that story before where they would have the train cars for people to stay in. That's my favorite. Uh, but I, I don't like to repeat stories. So I went a little more recent. And I started looking. I thought, well, I'm going to look at some stories that have happened since I've been a Southern Baptist and see if, if I... I remember some of these, which a few I did, but one was in 2001, so it was 18 years ago, and the the headline said, Pastor with Unification Church Ties 
asks forgiveness from those offended. And I thought, what in the world? And it kind of got my attention. And then I I linked on it uh, and then I clicked on it. And it was a big issue, which I actually don't remember, about some involvement with the United Federation of Churches that was sponsored by the Unification Church, uh, the Reverend Sun Young Young Moon, and Wiley Drake, pastor of First Southern Baptist Church in, in Buena Park, California, had participated in a congressional pastor's prayer conference and uh, some some other things. I guess there was his name appeared on a letter from them inviting pastors to attend the interfaith reconciliation bridge crossing. He was named first on the list of invitational committee members. Uh, it was it was a number of of different people. And so the DOM had gotten several calls about it, met with a lot of Baptist pastors, met with uh, with Wiley Drake. And so as a result of those meetings, he agreed to clarify his position. He drafted a statement that was sent around to the, the association. And he said he had asked my name that my name be removed from any publication emanating from Sun Young Moon or the Unification Church in the future. Um, since my association's meetings or relationships have caused churches and some members, especially our Korean brothers, to be offended or confused, I ask that you please forgive me. And they uh, they did receive it well. All the, the leaders, they said, we're pleased with the response that he's given. We know he does not in any way believe or adore, endorse, despite the earlier appearance that he was. And so it, there it was. Now, I don't know if 2001 was a time when when this would have been before he was second vice president of the Southern Baptist Convention, uh, it would be after the Disney boycott. So that was something that he had really started. Yeah, he made so the motion. He was right. So he was definitely a participant in the SBC. I don't know how widely he was known uh, in the way that he is now. I mean, I think social media has helped that. But I was just, I clicked on it and I realized it, there it was, Wiley Drake. So uh, very interesting. And, you know, it's funny how this probably was a really big deal in 2001. And now no one uh, is is tracking with it at all. But it was something that uh, people were talking about this week in SBC history. Yeah, well, the Unification Church, it, it isn't really in the news here like it used to be. So right. things have, have died down a little bit of that. So, I mean, I'm certain if it, if someone were to be connected, it would be a huge oh, cause it would be a concern. Thing. Yes. Right. But it's not, uh, it, that is very unlikely to happen at any rate now with, yes. from anyone just because it's not a major player. But really fascinating. So. Yes, absolutely. All right. That's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is... The executive committee of the Southern Baptist Convention is doing a 50 Reasons promotional campaign, unveiling unique reasons to attend the 2019 Southern Baptist Convention. So uh, reasons to come. If you have not registered, you know that is our uh, rallying cry here at SBC this week. Come and be a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. Well, the executive committee is... Uh, is coming along with reasons uh, why we should do that. So if you go to their Twitter account, uh, which is EC underscore SBC, 
They started on April 22nd, and the first reason was to put the gospel above all. Then uh, second is come together as a family. Third is to worship together. Uh, Fourth, to celebrate unity in Christ. So I'm waiting to see what... Uh, today's reason is it's going to be there's a, to hang out with Amy and Jonathan at the CP stage on Monday. Well, that is a reason to that. That is something you can do when you are there. I don't know that that's going to be the reason that they give. You today. don't think we'll make but the I'm, list? But I wonder if the CP stage would be one. It should because be. that's something that the EC sponsors. So yep. it could pop up on the list of fifty. We'll see. Uh, but anyway, there we have a Baptist Press article in the show notes, but also we'll throw the the Twitter account in there too, so that you can follow that. And sbclife.net is going to be putting the program up this week, so a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and the uh, the big preview from Baptist Press should go up today. I think it's scheduled to go up today on April the 26th. So if it doesn't go up today, it'll probably be first part of next week. So keep an eye out on that for all the information for the annual meeting. Also visit sbcadvance.com. We have a lot of links to things you can register for there. So, all right, my resource of the week is the National Day of Prayer coming up this Thursday. So my church is hosting a gathering at our church on Thursday morning. I think there's breakfast before it. Then there's the National Day of Prayer program. And then there's, I think, a breakfast after it. So it's like two breakfasts. We're a bunch of hobbits at my church, apparently. We get second breakfast. And then you should have gatherings around you, uh, wherever you are. So I, I know there's gatherings at uh, in Raleigh, Wake Forest, where Amy is. So Yeah, Wake Forest one. at the town hall. Yeah. At the town so hall. We're, you can we're find out more at National Day of Prayer uh, website. We'll link to that. And find a local gathering, be a part of a National Day of Prayer gathering. And I think you can even watch the national gathering. I think it's going to be streamed online. So check that out. It may even be on TV. I'm not sure about that, but uh, we'll have to find out. If we do, we'll, we'll tweet out a link to it or something like that. So, But that's a big thing on Thursday, May the 2nd, uh, National Day of Prayer, coming up this week. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to talk about that on next week's show and all of the events that happen, kind of a recap. So. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it should be a, a fun time. Uh, the, especially the national gathering, because a lot of people we know involved in that. Julio Ariola is doing the music for that. And I know Ronnie Floyd will be involved, Kai Bowman, uh, several others from the Southern Baptist world, including the Brooklyn Tabernacle Singers, Amy. Well, that's going to do it for this week's show. Kind of a short show, not a whole lot going on in the SBC right now. It's kind of chomping at the bit, waiting for things to get going for the SBC annual meeting. We, we are almost to May. Next week will be May, whenever we record. So, that's when things pick up, Amy. So we'll, we'll see what happens. You got, you got graduation coming up soon too. We do in just a couple of weeks. So it's going to be nuts. And it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a unique year where I have set, there are several folks on my team that are graduating. So we're actually trying to figure out, cause we cover graduation, uh, but. Our primary photographer is graduating. So we've got, you know, our. Just put a GoPro uh, on her. Yeah, and uh, and Sam Morris is graduating with his EDD. Put a GoPro uh, on so her he, too. It, on him. <laughs> nice. Uh, so he's normally, you know, running our our social media for the day, and so we're everyone's sort of switching roles around so that they can have their special day, and we want to be in the room, standing in support of them. So it's going to be a little a little crazy. Uh, for us, but in great celebration, and uh, r- it'll be a fun day. Yeah, it will be. So, congratulations to all of them, Sam, 
congratulations to you too. He's, it's been fun to get to know Sam over the years. So yes. uh, exciting. So Sam, and I should have said the photographer, Rebecca Hankins. She's, ah. she's graduating. And Jonathan Award-winning Six photographer, graduating. Rebecca Hankins. Yes, absolutely. Award-winning. Yeah, don't forget that. Award-winning photographer, Rebecca Hankins. So, yes. And Jonathan Six is graduating? He is getting his PhD. Dr. Six. Dr. Six. That sounds like a James Bond villain. It really does. Dr. Six. <laughs> I'll have to so. tell him that. All right. Well, I, I know all of our seminaries are, are kind of getting ready for graduation, so uh, that'll be exciting times. So it's, this is a great season and uh, always fun to see all the pictures and the celebrations from the seminaries for graduation. So congratulations to all of you out there who may be graduating, getting that master's degree, that bachelor's or maybe that PhD or EDD or whatever it may be, THM. Uh, congratulations on those uh, and well done and because uh, that's a lot of work. So uh, we appreciate it. And uh, so thanks again for joining us this week, folks. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>